What's going on, young world? It's Radio Rashid. You're tuning in to episode five of Behind the Music, the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for my return listeners and the new listeners out there. Welcome. Uh, yes, it is episode five. We kind of rearranged the episode numbers so they make a little more sense. I know that a lot of people have been asking about the 444 Jay-Z episode. That's going to be a tribute I'm not going to say when I'm going to have it up because I don't want to get flagged, but just be on the lookout for it. So this is episode five. Welcome. Before we begin, just want to touch on a little headline. Um, I know our thoughts and prayers, first of all, goes out to all of uh, the people who are no family members or who suffering with these hurricanes. Uh, First, it was Hurricane Harvey, uh, devastating hurricane happening in Houston. Um, now it's Hurricane Irma. Uh, went through the Caribbean islands, uh, Cuba, Florida, Keys, and Miami. So definitely thoughts and prayers go out uh, to you and your and your family. Um, and also, on a lighter note, the U.S. Open females, women's singles, has a new champion by the name of Sloane Stevens. Please look her up. They're trying to push her to be, I guess, the new face of the tennis world. Uh, she is an African-American female. Um, a lot of sports uh, casters and a lot of journalists and columnists are trying to make her the new Venus, the new Serena Williams. Um, but she's going to have to win a lot more majors to take their position. I don't even think you can because Serena's probably the greatest one of the greatest athletes, period. Not even just a female athlete. Uh, but for this episode, I do have some company, as I mentioned earlier. Um, the topic is going to be Brian McKnight. Now, Brian McKnight was brought up by, of course, my man, Mike. So we are going to welcome back Mike to episode five. Welcome. What's going on? What's going on, guy? Nothing much. You keep pulling me back. I try to give everyone a break from the mic, but I'm here again. But you're here. Yes, I am. But you're here, and it's good because you you have great ideas, and you're a great co-host. And to be honest, people want you back, man. I'm not going to lie to you. They like you. Yeah. They do like you. All right. So stick around. You always know whatever is Mikasa is Sukasa, but just relax. Don't. Don't eat me out of house and home. You know? <laughs> Try not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, with today, when Mike mentioned Brian McKnight, uh, the first person I thought of was Tish. Uh, if you know her, she is the mother of our beautiful daughter, Soleil, and a uh, huge fan of Brian McKnight. So I would also like us to welcome Tisha. Oh, hello. Thank Welcome you. to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Um, so you are a fan of Brian McKnight? Huge fan of Brian McKnight. I, I love me so Brian McKnight. <laughs> when is the last time you uh, you saw him in concert before? Uh, every Mother's Day. If I don't have plans or if plans are not made for me for Mother's Day, I make sure I uh, go and see Mr. McKnight. And he usually has a show in New York 
or close by. Um, this year, I saw him in New Jersey, and uh, he uh, he always delivers. Let's just say that. That's good. Yeah. Good. So I thought that it would be dope to kind of have you and to have Mike, uh, Mike who loves Brian McKnight, who can appreciate his lyrics and songwriting ability, um, and then you who've seen him in concert who can also appreciate his lyrics and songwriting ability uh, as well. So we're going to dive into Brian McKnight, kind of give you a little bit of background information on him, and we'll kind of get to the songs that touched us the most. How does that sound? Sounds awesome. Sounds good to me. All right, let's get started. So let's dive in. Um, Brian McKnight, of course, I'm going to kind of give the story of how I know it. Growing up, I know that he was an amazing singer, songwriter, producer amongst those of like the greats, like Tony Braxton's, the Baby Faces, the, um, the uh, Riley, uh, the, the, what's his name? Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley and my man Quincy Jones and like Michael Jackson. He's one of those that's just naturally gifted. Um, he's an arranger, producer, musician, singer, songwriter, plays multiple instruments. Um, he plays the piano, the guitar, bass guitar, percussion, trombone, tuba, uh, something called a flughorn, a trumpet. I mean, He's an amazing artist. Um, Tish, you actually brought up earlier uh, off the record that he was nominated for 16 Grammys. Yeah, 16 Grammys. I think it's uh, he, Snoop Dogg, and one other artist. They were nominated for the most amount of Grammys without winning. Without winning, yes. Without winning. And that's that's, and that's says, actually crazy in itself. Right. It Brian says, McKnight uh, has never won a Grammy. So he's basically the Leonardo DiCaprio in the music industry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. So hopefully his time comes soon. We'll see soon, that. right. And it says he is third only to Morton Lindbergh and Snoop Dogg for yes. the record of yeah, most that's, Grammy that's nominations wow. without a win. Yep. Craziness. And I hate to look at the Grammys like they're not worth their name, but, I mean, to pass up... Brian McKnight, but again, then again, the Grammys never gave Nas love either. So it kind of sucks that that's the standard, the Grammy, yeah. you know. But we all know what an amazing artist Brian McKnight is. Yeah. Um, so to dive in, uh, this is actually my first time really covering him. I just knew of him distant as just a great artist. So to shed some light on how his career began, um, in 1990, his older brother, Claude, um, he had a band called Take Six. Mm -hmm. They signed a record deal with Warner Brothers and it encouraged Brian McKnight to do his own thing. So he did his own demo tape at the age of 19. He had a first record deal with Mercury Records, um, who was a subsidiary of Wing Records. In 1992, Brian, Knight, Brian McKnight 
uh, released his self-titled debut album. This album peaked at 58 on the Billboard 200 chart and it had a ballad. Uh, you guys might be familiar with it. It's actually maybe a lot of you first time hearing it. It's called One Last Cry. Um, it was a top 20 single and um, it was followed by two more albums, Mercury and Anytime, of course, with the hit songs, I Remember You and Anytime. But for those who haven't heard One Last Cry, um, I actually heard it for the first time today as well. This is kind of the breakout song for Brian McKnight. So let's take a listen. So that was Brian McKnight's uh, One Last Cry. It was released in 1992. And uh, this is a song that was uh, co-written by Brandon Barnes. And it was produced by Brian McKnight and Brandon Barnes. So that's kind of the song that set him off. I guess got him popular. Um, but to fast forward, the music that I'm familiar with, the music that you know Mike and Tish is familiar with is a little more recent uh, tracks. So for you, Tish, uh, Brian McKnight is important, and, and I guess you have music and you have reasons to why he's one of the, the best artists for you. The reason why he's the best artist for me is because of his voice, period. He sounds amazing. Like, I've never, I've been to a few, like quite a few concerts, and I've never been to a concert where the sound that I'm hearing live sounds exactly like the sound I hear on the CD. Right. So you could play just how you played One Last Cry. If you hear Brian McKnight sing One Last Cry live, right. it's going to sound exactly like that. That's You're going to get that feeling. He's going to be sweating. He's going to be one last crying <laughs> right <laughs> so you know it's 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 amazing it's an emotion he gets into the song and you said this song when did it come out 1992 right so i've heard this i've heard brian sing this song in 2017 right right and he sounds exactly like that he right. has the same amount of emotion and he's been singing the song for i don't know how many years right and he still has the same amount of emotion so that's why i 
to me, he's just awesome. Right. Period. Just awesome. And to um, one last cry, just to get the dates right. I know I'm always getting dates right. Um, it peaked at number 13 in, in 1993, but it did, uh, it was released, excuse me, in 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, uh, what is one of your favorite songs from from Brian McKnight? So I have two very favorite songs, <laughs> and I listen to them on the regular, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, once a day. And my two very favorite songs from Brian McKnight are uh, Crazy Love. Uh-huh. That was released in 1995. Mm-hmm. And Still. And that's from 2001. Okay, so Crazy Love. Crazy Why Crazy Love? Love? Crazy Love from the I Remember You album. To me, that's how I want my husband, my man, my partner, that's how I want him to feel about me. Gotcha. Like the very first line, from the very first line, it's like, I can feel her heartbeat. Right. And it says, I can hear her heartbeat. Yes. From a thousand miles, I hear the heavens open every time she smiles. And when I come to her, that's where I belong. Yet I'm running to her. Like a river strong. That's like pure poetry. <laughs> yes, on the I Remember You album, yeah. Crazy Love. Mm-hmm. So um, let's actually dive in. Let's take a listen uh, to Crazy Love by Brian McKnight. I can hear her heartbeat from a thousand miles. Hear the heavens open every time she smiles. When I come to her, that's where I belong. Yet I run into her like a river strong. She give me love. Yes, I need her in the night. I need her. I want to grow. 
Give me sweet, sweet loving Brighten up my day And it makes me whole Makes me mellow Down into my soul She, she gives me love, 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 love Crazy love She gives me love, love, love Crazy love One more time She gives me love So we have we have some brown breaking news right now. <laughs> we we just discovered that Crazy Love is a sample, well at least just the hook, Crazy Love by Van Morrison. Um and that's where Brian McKnight got the hook from. I knew it sounded familiar. But Tish, you didn't know that. You thought no, I was a, dying you, over here. I'm dying. You thought that was an original. I thought it was an original. Man, that's why we have it this show. So authentic. We have this show to blow minds, baby. Well, but you mind know what? blown over here, okay? Yeah, listen, it's the hook. Nothing. We're not taking away any type of talent from the man. He's still a genius. No, I, um, I just think the song is just beautiful. Right. The, the so when I rate music i rate it first on the like the content like mm-hmm. the words that are spoken and then how the words are spoken right and just the just the words like how they're put together and just his voice to me it it's just amazing it's it's my most favorite r&b song ever in life like ever Right. That song and still, of course. <laughs> right. But, um, Crazy Love. I think that's just a beautiful, beautiful love song. Right. So it is. Um, now, Mike, what song from Brian McKnight, I guess, means the most to you or that you like the most, um, you know, for you to even bring the topic up? I liked um, I like anytime that Any- was uh, yeah he had an album of the same name came out in '97 mm-hmm. um, had a lot of different producers on it aside mm-hmm. from himself uh, some notable ones were uh, Sean Diddy Combs we mm-hmm. knew back then as Puffy yeah uh, Trackmasters were also on there as well too right um, what I found out is that this single was actually number six it reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 back in its time dope. Um, and they're talking about how it wasn't even ever re- released as a single, but I do remember the music video. So mm-hmm. technically, it did kind of come out as a single. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that as well. Yeah. Right. And um, this was, uh, I guess, co-written with again another um, time by Brandon Barnes. He worked with him before. Um, so this is anytime. This was released. Well, the album definitely was released September 23rd, 1997. Um, again, producers Brian McKnight, Sean Combs. 
uh, track masters, Keith Thomas. And this is Anytime. So I'm sure a lot of you guys remember this song. So let's take a listen.
All right, so that was Anytime. I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with that song. And um, I want to kind of pull you back in, Tish. You had another song that was, well, that means a lot to you, uh, called Still by Brian McKnight. I think the song is the most beautiful love song that I've ever heard. One so of the most beautiful. It, it might not be the most popular. So I know like anytime has, you know, tipped the charts and all that. But if you just I don't know, I guess if you just read the lyrics for, of this song, it's just the most beautiful thing that I've ever heard and of course brian's voice on top of it <laughs> right just makes it just so awesome but i just think it's just a beautiful love song and if you just listen to it i think you'd agree all right so this is gonna be still uh by brian mcknight this is off the super hero album uh so let's just take a listen Nothing's ever like it was Girl, we've got a special thing And all the happiness it brings Is more than enough I know it's hard to believe You're still the biggest part of me
All right. So that's one of those songs where you have to play out to the end because he's actually a musician and he cares about, you know, the legato chords at the end of the song and making it sustain until the chord dies out. He's a true musician. So thank you, Tish, for putting us on to that song still. Uh, again, that was released in 2001 off the album Superhero. Um, so, I mean, the man's incredible. Um, he has an incredible voice. When we're talking about falsettos, where a, a guy usually goes high pitch, he's probably the number one artist ever that could transform a note right into a falsetto very smoothly and effortlessly. Um, he's just, he could just make anything sound great. Dude is smoother than syrup on pancakes, bro. Yes. <laughs> so silky. He can, he can make anything sound elegant, sound romantic. Yeah. Something that you could slow dance to. Yes. Um, <laughs> I remember I heard something, uh, was coming across on YouTube. Uh, he had actually posted a video about some uh, adult song that he was, uh. that he was working on. Yeah, shit had me dying because yeah. it was just basically um, what, what was it? it was like something about just like, I'm gonna show you how the pussy works. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it was something that he did for Funny or Die, uh, the website, and he actually tweeted about it. It was supposed to be in good fun and good humor. Uh, I think they kind of call it your. But even that song, he makes sound incredible. It's kind of a spoof on himself. Um, almost like that, um, if you see the Pep Pepto-Bismol commercial now with Boys to Men, where they're singing about digested and <laughs> indigested and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, that's what he did. He's talking about the pussy and how it works. Right. And how stupid and dumb the music is and how watered down the music is. But he's singing about it. He's like, I'm going to put some musicianship on it. Yeah, he made and, it sound like what 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 we know as R&B. Right. If we if it was still around today, exactly. using today's topics, it's like, it's like, listen, you you guys don't know music. I'm gonna show you something about music, and um, I'm gonna put a spin on it. So uh, quickly, this is called. Well, we'll call it your. But show me how your pussy works. Listen to this man go to work. <laughs> Every time you've given it up, you leave so unsatisfied. questions why they talk a real good game but they don't know what a tongue is for they wind you and dine you you let them inside you and leave you wanting more i did my postgrad in sociology so what i tell you might seem strange the things you don't know about your physiology you don't have let me show you how you see works Since you didn't bring it to me first I have lots of things to show you If you're ready to learn Let me show you how you see works But you didn't know that it could squirm I have lots of things to show you If you're ready to learn <laughs> That's not even funny. Listen. I'm mad. Everyone's <laughs> I'm not laughing. 
It's a wedding song. It's a straight up wedding song. It's not a wedding song. <laughs> a wedding song. Yo, if I ever see a couple dance to this, they're lasting forever. They would never divorce ever in life. Ever, because they get it. Listen, like, even Brian <laughs> thought this was a joke. This was a joke. It was a joke, this was for but like it a was comedy session. What do you What do you call it? Is it tyranny? Uh, What's that word? Spoof. Where it's like satire. A satire. He's a. He, this is what he did. And matter of fact, he. There's an interview with him explaining what he did and how brilliant it was. But since everyone is so sensitive nowadays, they just take everything and and it's like a witch hunt. But here's an interview. It's an interview from him. Let me let you guys hear it really quick. Was that funny or die? Funny or die. Okay. Yeah. And so I was shocked when I saw it. I didn't know it was funny or die. I'm like, what the hell? I thought it was hilarious. And well, it's interesting because once it was up on funny or die, people rip it and put it on their site. Right. So then people nice. really, uh, it they is you the most amazing thing about these last two <laughs> weeks is that people really still think that this is for real. Mm. Yeah. That I say right there, because three days before that, I went on Twitter. I was like, I'm going to do an, an adult mixtape. And I would assume that if I brought you over to my house and said, I'm going to show you an adult movie, you probably are not going to think we're going to watch Steel Magnolias, right? Right. It's probably going to be some sex <laughs> and some things. Be a little disappointed there, please. And people just, wow. And it's funny because, I I mean, from celebrity standards, I only had 40,000 followers. That's really not that many. And I tweet with them every day for the last three years. Right. So I assumed it was going to be to those people who are constantly you know, talking with me back and forth. Well, gotcha. lo and behold, people got a hold of this thing. <laughs> and it blew and up. my little joke turned into... <laughs> so the new... Um, song is a joke that you put it out as a joke it, well i didn't put it out as a joke i made the initial video it was only half a song that part was the joke so how do you feel about all the feedback you've been getting some people <laughs> were pretty uh pissed off about it you know what's interesting is I, i'm not sure if this song is necessarily a reflection of me as much as it is a reflection of everybody else mm. all the hypocrites that will listen to anything unless it's by somebody that they think should only be in their body. If we're going to deny this kind of music and that it's happening, and this is what obviously a lot of people want to listen to because the kind of music that I love is being completely obliterated off the radio. The radio, the radio, the radio, the radio. So clearly he explains that it pretty much is satire, and it's to show an example of how watered-down music is today and he gets frustrated. It's like I used to have professors that's like, lock me in a room. I will come up with a hit record to what you're listening to on the radio. It's like, I'm a real musician. Why is this guy making millions of dollars talking about foolishness? So he took a spin on it and he made music out of it. Falsettos. His voice is still crystal clear. He still sounds like a musician. So what's the problem? What do you mean? What's the problem? What's the problem with that song? Why don't you like that song? As a not as a just as what it is. So I understand it's supposed to be a spoof. Uh huh. But this is not Brian. It is Brian. You can still hear him. He still sounds like Brian to me. He sounds like Brian. He he did a maximum one hundred percent effort. On you can't spoof. say he did a maximum 100% it effort sounds when great. he's saying, let me show you how <laughs> that pussy works. Okay, so let's... I can't even say it. Be I, honest. See, th and that's, that's what I was talking about. I think you're just mad because his silky smoothness is being used for something so filthy. Right. 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 And, and, it make, and it, and it, discom it makes you uncomfortable, uncomfortable because you feel so comfortable. So he's making you feel safe. 
and dangerous at the same time. Right. And you don't know how to react. <laughs> right. So, okay. So when I, when I like listen to him, I don't listen to him for, I guess, the sexuality of it. Right. I listen to him because he sings good music. Right. Because he says real things. Because so you he can't can, appreciate like, you can't appreciate that at all. I I try to appreciate everything, right? Right. <laughs> but not that. I mean, I if don't it, need him to show me. <laughs> that, that's a wedding song. <laughs> in my my book, that's a wedding song. <laughs> a couple that. I, no, I don't know. <laughs> Same all, right, all, all right, everybody. We'd just like to bring to the center stage. We're going to welcome uh, Mr. and Mrs. Roberts' first dance, everybody. Let's listen. <laughs> Show that me would how not pussy be works. a first dance. <laughs> or a second. Oh, they look so beautiful together. Look how, look how nice they are. <laughs> beautiful. So, no, that, that, I think that song was created as a joke. It, it was. And we and should it take it for what it is. Exactly. A joke. So, so we should just laugh at it. I don't think we should add it to his greatest hits no. or anything like that. Because that's not why this song was but made. You, this song was made as a joke. All right. But you know what? It's funny how people remember people. So that's one of the ways Mike remembered him is from that song. And I actually uh, remember when Twitter went crazy from that song. Now, uh, a lot of you guys out there, uh, if you're Martin fans like me, uh, you remember the episode where Martin finally proposes to Gina. They're sitting on a park bench outside, and then Brian McKnight comes out of nowhere and starts singing. Gina gets all emotional. It's one of the best episodes I saw of Martin. Um, I actually have a clip of it. Excuse the audio, but I'm going to let you guys hear the audio clip of it. And then I'm going to actually, this is one of my songs I want you guys to hear. Um, it's called... Um, Never Come a Day, and um, we're going to let you hear Martin's version, and then I'm going to let you hear the full version, uh, so take a listen. Flow for you, girl. I got to do my thing. Keep them closed. There will never come a day you'll ever hear me say that I want and need to be without you. I want to give my all, baby, just hold me, simply control me, cause your arms, they keep away the lonelies, when I look into your eyes, girl, then I realize that all I need is you in my life all he needs is you in his life cause I never felt this way about loving you Gina I don't know what's in my future babe but I know I don't have one without you Gina will you marry me marry me marry me marry me Yes, 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 yes,
So that was Brian McKnight, Never Felt This Way. Uh, came out around 1992. Um, now, it's crazy, which is why I like doing this podcast. I just had a aha moment. Alicia Keys covered this song on her album, Songs in A Minor, uh, when she was on Jive Records in 2001. I remember when I was in Stony Brook, one of my last years there, when I realized I was going to go to school for music, I sampled this, never felt this way, from Alicia Keys, but I didn't know that it was originally from Brian McKnight. So it's kind of funny how things go full circle. Um, let me actually let you guys listen to the Alicia Keys version. This is Never Felt This Way, uh, 2001. If you guys never heard of Alicia Keys' uh, album, Songs in A Minor, it's a beautiful album. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Let, let me uh, let you take a look. Oh. 
So that was Alicia Keys, Never Felt This Way. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Um, dare I say, top five Alicia Keys songs ever. And it just so happened to be a cover. And that's how amazing Brian McKnight is. Um, so at this part of the show, uh, we just kind of want to glorify and just kind of, you know, talk about Brian McKnight. He's just an amazing artist. Um, his music is powerful, impactful, timeless, um, and he's he's just he's awesome. Um, he does have a new album out. It's called Genesis. Now I skimmed through the album a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you, nothing really jumped out at me. Um, give me a second, and I'm going to actually pull up a song that you could probably listen to on Genesis that might be good for you. But in the meantime, while I'm doing that, I'm gonna list off some of his albums. In 92, self-titled Brian McKnight. In 95, he had I Remember You. Um, in 97, he had Anytime. That's a good one. Anytime is a good one. Uh, 1999, he had Back at One. Another. Another good one, and you see how close they were. Uh, 2001, two years later, Superhero, another good one. Mm -hmm. So he had like a little streak going there. Yep. And then after that, he kind of, I don't want to say bears off, but you could tune out a little bit. He had U-Turn, 2003. That was a pretty decent one. That one, I think, had this song called Good Enough on it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then he had uh, Gemini, 2005. 10, 2006, Evolution of a Man, 2009, Just Me, 2011, More Than Words, 2013, Better, 2016, that's one that really didn't get much play, and then now Genesis. Now, when you listen to Genesis, one of the songs that's highlighted on my Apple Music is I Want You. Um, I'm going to leave it to your homework to kind of research and, and listen to the new album. Um, it's it's not a fan favorite uh, amongst people who I guess are used to him. I, how kind of how do you ex describe Brian McKnight's I guess hits? Teach like he's I don't want to I don't know if he's consistent or if, if does he get a pass because he's a legend because he's not like always on the top charts. 
Like no. you listen to some of the legends like Prince, yeah. Babyface, Madonna, it's like they're always on the charts. Brian McKnight is not always there. So sometimes, so with him, I feel like, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but it, what it seems like is a lot of times he sings from the heart. Mm -hmm. And when you sing from your heart, not everyone is going to agree with what you say. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is going to agree with your song choices, with your music choices, with your music style, genre right. choices. So fans that you used to have may not be the fan of today. Right. So just as we see with, <laughs> let me show you how your stuff works, you know? <laughs> you know, like to me, that's not one of my personal favorites, mm -hmm. but I'm an 80s baby and I can... I love songs that he sang in like the 90s and the 2000s and those are my favorite, favorite songs. Right. So I feel like with him, he sings what he... Like what he's going through. Yeah. He wears his heart on his sleeves. Yeah. So that's, you, that's you what, I guess that's to, what I'm saying. Like he, Yeah, you he, have to kind of genuinely just appreciate him to know that not everything you get is going to be like the last. No. And it's almost like if you want my old stuff, buy my old album, if that's what you want. And he's going to always come up with music that touches him and he doesn't care how you feel. And he's not trying to sell it. I don't want to say he, he doesn't, doesn't want to care. Well, but he's not there to think... try to sell out or sell records. It's just, I think he kind of goes off of how he feels. I think he, he sells himself. Right. And he knows that he can sing you know like he knows that he has a beautiful voice and he knows what's in his heart and he knows his talent and he knows his his artistry right and he represents that in every which way that he can so in 2017 he released an album this is him Mm -hmm. This is who he is today. So his fans from maybe 2005 may not like the album from 2017, but that's okay because in 2018, maybe come out with an album that's, you know, jaw dropping. Mm -hmm. But I think that just all in all, from what I know, and the reason why I'm a fan is just because he keeps it like 100%. Right. So he gives up. 100% at the end of the day, there's talent, there's artistry behind it. Mm -hmm. So there's a beautiful voice behind it, there's artistry behind it, and at the end of the day, you can say that this is, it's it's great work, and I feel like he, he gave us his all, he gave us his best. Right, definitely genuine, authentic. I feel like that he's managed to stay relevant mm -hmm. uh, without changing himself. Uh, that's to me what kind of makes him classic why he still he still sticks around he's kind of like the embodiment of what we remember he's very reminiscent of the 90s of what love songs sounded like and just like what i was saying he didn't he hasn't changed himself now that's that's why he's either a hit or a miss as he's going you know going through the albums like you said he's not always on the charts and everything but he hasn't changed and that's something that that's great about him. He still has that same classic sound that we love, which is why when we have a song of his that we have as a favorite, 
it is an extra favorite. It is something that you will never get tired of. Right. Like you can have so many favorites out there, favorite different songs, yeah. but they're gonna fade out after. I've had a, <laughs> I had quite a few songs that I'm like, oh, I love that song. It's great. And then I'm just like, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. But if any time comes on, back at one. Um, love of my life if that comes on my iPod uh, you know uh, my Spotify even on the radio then right. I'm not gonna change that right I feel like another one that I kind of felt like and I don't know if you ever want to cover him later he kind of feels like a Maxwell to me Maxwell uh. is another person that has had an incredible voice he has a good sound but he's not always on the charts as well though very true but he hardly has ever really dabbled in other things like he yeah. kind of right. still stays consistent yeah. right and you know if you have a favorite song of his you're not gonna change mm-hmm. the, you're not no. gonna change the station if you go to a Maxwell concert and if you have a favorite song of Maxwell's mm-hmm. and he sings that song at his concert it's gonna sound exactly yep. how it sounds right but on with, the album mm-hmm. and he's gonna give you all the energy like everything that he has and right. that's concert. why he is still relevant that's yes. why someone like Brian McKnight still has a, a certain place in everyone's hearts and why that's that, what it is why that's a good comparison uh, the Maxwell comparison is because if you are at one of his concerts, he can lose you. There are some albums and some tracks that he has that are important to him that it was not a top 10 or top 20 single, but he will perform that song because that's important to him and that's yeah. where he was in his life. And that's what you'll get with Brian McKnight as well. You'll get those songs where you may have not heard of it, but he's going to play it, it's going to be on the album. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be a top 20, but it means something to him. Even so, if you listen to the craft, the musicianship of just the song, the arrangement, it means something to him, and that's the way he goes about it. It's very genuine. This past Mother's Day, I went to Brian McKnight's Mother's Day concert. It was actually on Mother's Day, and it was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the concert was over. Like They sold a ticket. Let's say they said the concert was from 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. So by 9 o'clock, the concert was done or 9 30 they the concert was done mm-hmm. brian we night walk, walks off everybody's leaving the leaving the um the auditorium and he just comes back mm. and then he sits down and then he sings the song still uh that's dope yeah and it's like <laughs> you know i know i had these number of songs to sing. Yeah. I know they told me I had this amount of time to sing it, mm-hmm. but this song means something to me. Mm-hmm. And this song I think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And before I leave here, you're going to hear it. Right, right. And we heard it. Right. And he sang it beautifully. Just like the record. Just like the record. I don't want to, I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> just like the record. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Well, I'm I'm kind of happy we touched on this episode. Um, it's one of our more mellow episodes. Um, you know, I think it's definitely one that, that should have been brought up. Good looking out, Mike, on that topic. No problem. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming through. Tish, how did you enjoy yourself? Uh, for the first time, I think I had a great time. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Now... Do you want the public to get at you? Do you want to tell the public of anything that you're working on? Uh, any type of plugs? What's up with you? So I'm I'm currently working on my my own podcast. It's going to be 
it, it's going to be public soon. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm working on like the first few episodes. I don't want to give it away just yet. Uh-huh. But um, if you invite me back, maybe I'll have something to share with you. That's what we're going to do. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll on a invite on the re-invite. Uh, you'll on come my back. <laughs> you'll come back with your handles, and we're yes. going to find you, and then we're going to see the product. Yes. Mike, as always, thank you, brother. No problem. Anytime. For sitting in for the topics. Uh, we have a dope one coming up, and it might be our next one. Uh, we're going to try. Now, this is a try, and, I, and you're going to you're hear me back on the next episode. But the next episode may be uh, me, Mike, my boy Lev, and Ray, and it's uh, music and video games. So that's what may happen we're going to see if the stars are online and, um, you know, we'll see what's up on the next episode. But again, as always, the young world, the world is yours.